the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, it is the Mess It Up Podcast, and it's 2020. I haven't had a chance to say that very often, but I'm super excited about it. I've got a friend here who's going to be my guest today on the podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. I'm Paul. And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell him who you are, friend? Hi, I'm Giselle, and my husband and I help out at Salvary Recovery on Fridays alongside Paul and all our wonderful team. And what do you do uh, when you're helping out? What is your uh, role with the, in our Salvary Recovery uh, group? Well, I consider myself a training coach, but I mean, I like to go where help is needed. I mainly do sound. So you, yeah. You, so you're a training coach. You and Andrew uh, are, are both uh, training coaches on our team, and you also, like you said, you do sound. You do the uh, well, anything tech uh, yeah. is is Giselle, but also uh, part of the teaching team on Friday nights as well. And, yeah, uh, that's uh, an exciting thing. Uh, if you were um, able to see our see our Sunday last week uh, from RCA Church, uh, this is the person who delivered that uh, knock them in their face message on uh on being loved by god and uh uh, having a new name so yeah that's that's the girl here giselle yep yeah so um she's alternately one of my daughters um because uh her son that we're going to talk about later is uh one of our our adopted grandchildren um so we've decided that giselle is my uh daughter and um andrew is bev's son well I mean, Andrew's lactose intolerant, and you're lactose intolerant. So I thought he was your son. Uh, you know, it's a weird thing. It's it's yeah. it's weird Southern family. Yeah. Going on. My cousin is also my aunt. <laughs> yeah. So so anyhow, uh, Giselle's here with us uh, today. We're going to talk about some stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I I'm really looking forward to this. I've wanted to have Giselle on as a guest uh, for quite some time. So this is super exciting. Um, Last week, I was doing this by myself, and I forgot to do some stuff. So today, I want to make sure I get those things done. And one of the things that's important is the word of the week. And our word of the week this week is permutation. And so I'm going to give you the, the fancy dictionary version of permutation. This, so this is straight from merriamwebster.com, and it says, often major or fundamental change based primarily on rearrangement of existent elements. And what I look at it is I just look at per mutation. So each change that you can do to something. So like on a uh, your little four-digit code on your phone, there's a bunch of different permutations. It could be 11111. It could be 11112. It could, so those are all the permutations, all the possible uh, things that you can change based on the, the elements that you have there. So uh, I love that word, yes. permutation. Don't be confused by permeability. Yeah, well, it's a completely that. different thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to let that soak in for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> um, if you want to, uh, if you want to get a hold of us and talk to us about the show, um, I got a great letter from, um, a person last week, uh, that had heard the show and, um, was having issues in their family and just wanted to talk to me and my wife about how we went through the things. And so that really feels good when people talk and it, it lets me know that the show is doing what the show is supposed to do, which is to mm-hmm. get out there and take a mess and turn it into a message for people. So you can email me at bowtie guy 
at MessItUpPodcast.com. You can also get a hold of the show in general uh, by emailing Intern Dave in Hawaii. He is uh, info at MessItUpPodcast.com. And don't forget about uh, Christina, our biker chick. She's uh, still on uh, her sabbatical. And um, she gets her email, though, so email her, let her know that you miss her, and uh, wish her uh, well as she... uh, heads into this new year and hopefully we'll be seeing her back on the show after a bit. Uh, so that is biker chick at mess it up We do have a Facebook account, uh, for, uh, our, our show. And I realize I forget to, to say what the actual accounts are when I tell people to go to Facebook. So if you go to Facebook, you can, uh, find us at, uh, it's, it's facebook.com. Uh, slash mess it up podcast. Um, so uh, that's where we are on Facebook. Our, our Twitter account is uh, same thing. We are uh, mess it up podcast um, on our Twitter account. And then on Instagram, we're also mess it up. Then if you go to our, uh, our Reddit page, it's messed up ministries. So it's reddit.com slash messed up ministries. And uh, really, I, I love to get people to go on to Reddit and just have a conversation with me because it, it just sometimes it's just lonely not having anybody respond. So respond to those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you never know, there might be some coffee cards out there this week for people who um, respond on any of our media outlets. We also have a, a blog that I do on Monday mornings, uh, which came out yesterday. If you're listening to this the day that it came out. Uh, so I do, I do the blog on Monday, the podcast on Tuesday, but that blog is called ministerofmocha.com. And uh, it's just a little blast. I hope to start your week off. So check that out. And I think that covers most of it. Uh, we do have, um, yeah, if you're listening to a podcast, uh, you're probably listening on some sort of a podcast uh, streaming uh, service like iTunes or SoundCloud or uh, Spotify or I don't know what else there are, but there's a lot of different things. Wherever you are listening to this right now, if you could do us a great favor by writing us a review uh, and giving us a rating on that because what that does is it, it it guides new people to the show when they start typing in the keywords those shows who've gotten the better ratings and more ratings and reviews they they're more seen as more relevant by the engines and so it drives more traffic to the show and that really helps us out so I'd love it if you could write us a review give us a, a rating on whatever podcast streaming uh, service you use And if you really want to help the show out, it's a great uh, thing that we really appreciate our patrons. And what a patron is, is a person who is helping the show financially, kind of like PBS. You know, this show brought to you by listeners like you. Uh, And uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us on Patreon. uh, And uh, we have uh, different patron uh, levels, a dollar, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty five dollars a month. Some people even do multiple patronages. Um, and that's completely acceptable. We love that. But that does help to pay for the uh, the streaming and all of the other stuff to uh, to keep us going. And uh, we really appreciate our patrons. If you want to do that, you can go to MessItUpPodcast.com and click on the Become a Patron uh, button there on the front page. Or you can go to Patreon.com slash MessItUp and uh, you should find us there. Either way, we really appreciate you. And if you just want to listen for free, it's always free. Uh, because that's the way we like to do things. So I think I've got all the, the stuff covered. 
Does it seem like that? Yes, and I thought you had a skirt, but you don't. No, no skirt. <laughs> no, just just going. And and I told Giselle, you know, I like to have different times and whatnot uh, that we do stuff. Right now, it's been seven minutes and forty five seconds of me just bumping my gums. <laughs> so what I think I want to do is give these fine folks a chance for you to say some words and for them to hear you. So uh, the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because uh, you got a little boy, uh, Grayson, and how old is he now? Oh, geez. 14 months. 14 months. Closing in on that 15-month mark. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he's just great. Uh, it, I, he comes... So Giselle's husband, Andrew, uh, is our worship leader at Celebrate Recovery, and Giselle does tech with us. And so we're always there practicing. And Grayson is just this little 14-month-old dude walking around and kind of <laughs> toddling and Frankensteining it, but he loves to dance and, and move his hands when he <laughs> hears worship music. It's just so stinking cute. But as cute as he is and as wonderful as he is and as fun as it is to have him around, uh, it was a little bit touch and go there and, and very nerve-wracking at the birth. So I kind of wanted to have you tell the people about that mess in your life and how it's become a beautiful message of, uh, of hope and love with this little boy. Yeah. So I guess it started like the rough part started needing to be induced because I had high blood pressure and already like I felt all the judgment like, oh, you're pushing your baby out before he's ready like why are you doing that and then um you know he was born and he they don't apparently they don't let you leave the hospital until your baby poops so he wouldn't poop and <laughs> a, a lot of times they don't let me come in until i poop because they like that to be done somewhere else yeah, yeah. yeah. so um the whole time like we were at the hospital four days i was like i think he's hungry like i think he's hungry they're like no you're nursing him he's fine so after all these x-rays and stuff we had to go to nicu and nicu is neonatal intensive care unit yeah and so as a brand new mommy and this is your first child Yes. Brand new mommy. <laughs> Some of the words you want to hear is intensive care unit, right? Oh, yeah. And I had uh, twin nephews that were born premature. So we visit them. We would visit them at the NICU like for three months. So I knew like yeah. the serious business yeah. behind that. So, um, yeah. And so what are you thinking about now when they when they come in with that news? What what goes through your mind as a as a new mom? Um, well, at first it was like, I felt like the nurses and other people were just like, oh, like, what are you doing to your child? Like, why, like, they would ask me these questions like, oh, like, why hasn't he pooped? Why hasn't he this? Is he eating? I'm like, yes, like, I'm not a bad mom. Like, I I will feed my child if he's hungry. And you guys are telling me everything's fine. And then later, when I heard, like, he wasn't okay, like, I wasn't giving him enough milk because apparently I wasn't producing enough. I don't know. It's kind of weird talking about this, <laughs> like, with people listening. But, yeah, so um, people were like, I just felt like it was almost like, like, oh, why did you do this to your child? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and and sounds like you were kind of internalizing that a lot. Yes. And and, and um, blaming yourself or just accepting blame from others. I. I think I was. 
I was interpreting people's people informing me and questioning, like asking me questions as them accusing me yeah. and putting blame on me. Yeah. So, uh, that's, uh, here in Ridgecrest, mm-hmm. uh, remote hospital, you know, hour and a half from a major city and, and two and a half hours, two hours from, you know, Los Angeles area. Uh, so, so that's scary. And yeah. so you're here and then you hear that you've got to take the baby and he's going to be taken away. And it's not here. There's no NICU here. Yeah. They're taking away to... To like two, what, Riverside, two hours away. So neither my husband or I were able to go in the ambulance. And so we were like, my mom with, came into town because she knew we were going to have him. Um, so the three of us were just following behind the ambulance. Like, and what is that ride like? I've never had to do that ride. I mean, that seems. Um, any car that got near the ambulance was like, oh my gosh, you better not hit my baby. Like my baby's in there. Like one car, like seriously, like cut off the ambulance. So it was just like, okay, my baby is like, first off, I haven't even barely had a chance to like take care of this little person I've been carrying inside of me. And now I have to trust the other people to take care of him and, it was like experiences that I should have had as first too. Like his first car ride should have been with Andrew and I, you know, right. not, I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in the, in the ambulance, they gave him his first bottle and stuff mm. like things like that. Yeah. Where it's like, I like, those should be things that his mama does yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. And I know just as a dad, when my baby was, Hurting and and where they are now, I I want to hold my child. I wanna I want to be the one to to comfort them and let them know it's gonna be okay. Yes. And you can't do that. And that just I mean when when my baby was uh, a little over a year, we had just moved back to Ridgecrest, and she had a, a bad cold or cough or something like that fever. Mm-hmm. Took her to the doctor and they said, okay, we're going to do a chest x-ray to look at her lungs. And so she's a little over a year old and they're putting her in the papoose. And I'm like, okay, well, she's crying. Let me comfort my child. I don't Mm want to listen to her cry. But no, I had to just be out. And that was excruciating. And that was just a couple of minutes. And I'm right there and I can see it wasn't two hours driving down the highway just watching and not Mm -hmm. I can't even fathom that yeah and they even took x-rays and the doctor before he went to the NICU was like okay don't feed him because obviously like something's wrong if he's not like pooing or something and he was just crying and crying and you can't tell a baby like hey like just wait like 30 minutes or something like we're gonna figure this out like he was like screaming on top of his long lungs and that's like the first time I like broke down because I'm like I know what he wants but a doctor is telling me no yeah <laughs> like yeah uh, really yeah. difficult really difficult so you get down there Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you're down at, were you at Loma Linda? Yes. I was born at Loma Linda, so we had that <laughs> going for us. Um, so you're at Loma Linda, and how long were you down there before you found out any information that turned out to be non-vague? 
Um, well, I mean, the funny thing is that the EMTs, they were just like, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Like, it sounds like it's nothing. But it wasn't until we were there where they were like, okay, they were taking his vitals. And that that was scary because it's like, you know, it's a teaching hospital. So for a second, like, there was this time where, like, the, I think it was a nurse practitioner was like listening to his chest and then like had the student listen to the chest and I was like oh my god like better not be something serious but at that moment they did like a little thingamajiggy I don't know what it's called yeah. <laughs> but then he like pooped and everything was fine and I was just like oh my gosh all this mess for no reason yeah but it still wasn't the end. Like, they still had to keep him in for a couple days. And then we found out he was dehydrated. So, the the guilt mm. e- built up even more. That it was like, he was dehydrated. But I was nursing him. Obviously, that wasn't good enough. I knew he was hungry. Like, all these thoughts were... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I knew he's hungry. No one believed me. <laughs> and then when did you finally get to come home? How old was he when you finally got to come home and just like, all right, we're not in a hospital. Yeah. Here we are. He was six days old. Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, it was really frustrating because it was like, oh, like, um, it was like, man, like we should have been home already. We should have been settled in. And then my mom and, like, my husband took a week off, and it was like that week was already over. Yeah. So I was all, like, it was just frustrating, like, trying to figure out a new baby, but then everyone that was supposed to help me that first week was at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> wow. So. so now, what do you got? A healthy boy? No problems? Healthy boy and... I would say extra healthy based on when I pick him up, he feels extra healthy. And considering they had like three, four cups of oyster crackers at church, <laughs> I was like, can't wait for that poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing great and he's just a joy and um, it's just, it's so, it's so scary when you're going through those things and mm-hmm. reflecting back, even when I look back at... Uh, I had surgery when I was in high school and they basically removed my big toes. So it was like I had a broken bone. And so it was the pain of a broken bone. Yeah. And it was excruciating. I remember being in the car and a car was like parallel parking uh, in front of us and he he just kind of bumped my uh, dad's bumper and I just, it felt like someone had hit me with a hammer. And I remember that I had that pain but I can't relate to it now. Can you still get in touch with those feelings in the hospital or is it kind of the edges come off it a little bit with time? Um, definitely the part that's like, oh, um, this happened to me. I was hurt. I, like, my family definitely kind of, I think I'm okay with it now. Like, I've accepted it, can't go back. I need to pay these medical bills, whatever. <laughs> like, there's a lot of anger towards those medical bills. But um, a lot of times I just remember, like, I still 
like strongly remember just sitting there crying for all the other babies because I knew they had there was babies that I would overhear conversations that actually had like heart problems yeah that probably wouldn't grow out of them or who knows what have to have surgery after surgery so I I guess it's almost like a blessing because I always think of those mothers and those children yeah I have a heart for yeah I, I that um, ministry, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's it's definitely something that, I mean, it, I can't explain it. But you know, once I had a child, like any child that you hear that's hurt, you hurt. Yes. <laughs> you know, you hurt for that <laughs> child, for those parents, uh, for that family. It's just uh, children are such a a huge blessing, like you said in your your message uh, that, you know, children are a blessing and that's good. Yeah. Um, so, well, thank you for that. I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears on us just a little bit here. We're going to throw it into our song of the week. Uh, do you want to introduce it? Or do you want me to introduce it? We talked about this and I forgot what we said. I don't think we decided. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it's, you, you want to do something we've never done before? What? We could introduce it at the same time. Oh, okay. okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you listen to this song, uh, and we'll be back on the other end of the break to talk about it. But right now, we are going to listen to New, New Wine, Wine by Hillsong, Hillsong Worship. Worship. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. Make me your vessel. Make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. In the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. You are breaking new ground. is such a beautiful song and um the thing about Hillsong when Giselle brought this song to me I was like well which Hillsong is it you know because there's so many <laughs> different iterations there's so many different permutations Ooh. of Hillsong yeah see how I did there um and so this is Hillsong worship but it's just I'm struck initially just by the the beauty and the the fullness of the song even though it's so simple it just feels mm -hmm. so uh, comfortable, I think, or cozy or something. I don't know. It just, intimate. Yeah, intimate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it calms me down. And the thing that stands out to me in the, the, and I don't know if this is a bridge or a chorus or how they break the song down, but it reminds me of what we in CR call the world's most dangerous prayer. And I prayed this prayer several times, but I really meant this prayer a couple years ago. And I've 
been so blessed to have it be answered and it's God use mm. me period full stop yes without without qualifications without restrictions without limitations without my just God use me and it says you know make me whatever you want me to be mm. and and that's what I want for my ministry for my life for my family is just to be a willing recipient and mirror of God. I don't want to be a painting. I want to be a mirror. Mm-hmm. So it's just what people see is the God just reflecting off of me, not not any of me. Uh, so so that, yeah. that's what really stands out to me in this song. Wow. Yeah, that is... Wow. We were just talking about how people have different meanings in <laughs> the song. But yeah, I am... Um... For me, it's like the in the crushing and the pressing, you are making new wine. Um, in the soil, now surrender. All those things, how she's like breaking down the how you make wine, and it's a process. And there's pressure, and there's even waiting, like waiting for the fermentation and all those things that makes wine wine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just feel like since Grayson was born and up till now, like that has been me. And um, I finally, yeah, whiny, <laughs> very whiny. But like God, I, God has been allowing me to be, you know, in the crushing and the pressing. Um, he's making me into new wine. And I've, like they mentioned, like, uh, make me a vessel like I finally feel like like yes God use me I'm the vessel like make me into a vessel does that make sense I don't yeah know. yeah yeah absolutely. Um, especially now like being able to teach occasionally on Fridays and having been, been able to speak last Sunday wow that's wow yeah. <laughs> just last Sunday um I'm like, yes, you didn't just speak. You brought the sermon on Sunday morning. (laughs) That's weird. At church, at real church, you know? Yeah. Not both services, not just Friday at church. It was Sunday. And I I hate to say this because I don't want to sound prideful or anything, but I was like, yes, God used me. Like I questioned myself so many times. I was like, no, God used me. And he wanted me there. Well, (laughs) I remember asking you to do it and you were excited, but a bit resistant as well. And, um, there was a lot of, of self doubt and questioning. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I heard you give that message before you knew you were going to give that message. I just wow. knew, all right, <laughs> this is the message that Giselle's going to do. And this is how it's going to be. And it was just like, I had seen a movie and all I had to do was wait for the movie to come out. You know, yeah. I saw the trailer in my head and I was just super excited for CR Sunday to see the whole thing. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was just, it was just outstanding. So yeah, God made you not just a vessel, but a, a great vessel of, uh, of importance. And, and, and people came on Friday, um, after having heard you. And, and so no. that to me is what I always find so rewarding. Like that's why I love getting email from listeners and comments on, on the social media is because like, okay, it, 
it says that you've done something and you, your mess has become a message. Yeah. And one of the messages that you talked about, you know, after you had this baby, okay, everything's perfect now because you're home and it's just wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, we thought it was going to be all over, like, okay, fine, now we could get on with our lives. But, but no, that's definitely when postpartum depression started sinking in. I literally was scared to be left alone with my child because it was like, I'm not a good mom. Like I screwed up the first, starting with the first day he was born. So definitely that was the beginning of the struggle. (laughs) Had you had any experience or knowledge or understanding of postpartum before this? Were you aware of it? Um, honestly, vaguely, actually, now that I think of it, we got postpartum baby blue pamphlet when we did our baby birth class, but I was like, "Ah, I don't need this. Like toss it. Um, I think my cousin once mentioned she had baby blues, which I was like, is that even a word? Like, I don't even know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just like, not, uh, obviously we all think not me. This won't happen to me. Right. Because (laughs) it's like, this is just the most happy, beautiful, wonderful thing. How could it, it, and, but it's so, I mean, it's cliche, but the struggle is real. It's, it's a real (laughs) thing for so many women and to go through it. What, what made you realize that that, when did you realize this is something not just in my head or I'm, I'm just, I mean, what was the the process on that for you? Um, I mean, definitely I knew it was kind of not normal crying all the time. Like babies burp and spit up and I would cry for like the littlest things I was like, oh, it's my fault. He's crying. It's my fault. He's hungry. It's like everything was my fault. And um, I had like a breakdown in front of my husband and he was like, you need help. Like this is not normal. And I'm very thankful that I think God gave me the best doctor in Ridgecrest because she was like, she's like, it's okay. Like she, no judgment, nothing. She was like, babies will spit up. Like, what do you think? No baby spits up? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like in tears in her office. And I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> but she was just so caring and loving. And I don't know what I would have done if I had so- someone questioning my sanity at that yeah. point. Well, and, like, and, you know, I imagine from uh, your husband's point of view, it's like, okay, my wife is what's going on? What is this? And for him to be able to say, okay, let's get you help. I mean, I know that there are women out there who don't have that kind of support. And I just, I think, oh my gosh, trying to go through that and having uh, uh, a partner who's yelling at you, you know, suck it up or get your act together or, you know, whatever that would make it just so much worse. And and so you work with the doctor uh, on this, uh, postpartum thing. How how soon into? I mean, what was the timeline on that? Is how how long of a mom were you before you finally got some help? Oh, like it was 
probably a month. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time to just feel like. Yeah. I mean, luckily I was able to kind of keep busy, but then it really hit me like holiday blues. Like I didn't realize Mm -hmm. until looking back after this Christmas was like holiday blues really, I think that's what you know, the, what is it? Hey, that broke the needles back. Yeah. Straw yeah. that Straw. broke Straw. the needles back. The, 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 There's other ways to be like, hey, that broke the needle, the, the, the camel's back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so definitely my husband was going to go back to worship and he was doing Christmas Eve service. I was like, I can't do this. Like I can barely do this with you at work. And now you're going to go off to practice and, like it was just like like I'm done I give up (laughs) yeah so and so then you got help and did things immediately get better slowly get better never get better honestly I think I wasn't like completely healed or not everything was 100% perfect but I felt so much better just kind of you know recovery stepping out of denial (laughs) and like going to someone and telling them hey this is how I'm feeling and this I think something's wrong with me and then being like okay there's so much power in just sharing with another human being which is why I love the podcast and why Mm -hmm. I love for people like you to come on and share your hurts because someone's listening right now yeah that's gone through this and they or is going through this and they didn't have answers or don't have answers and they're like oh wow that's what this is that's i'm like you said i'm not crazy it's i mean a female's body is a mess mm-hmm. with chemicals and everything after the birth and and for you to be able to come on here and share it so that people can do that that's so so outstanding and if you have uh, struggles with this, I encourage you, you know, write to um, info at messituppodcast.com and just put in the in the the uh, subject line uh, Giselle and um, or postpartum, and I will forward all these along to uh, yes. to Giselle so that she can you know you can get in touch with her and and share your story. But it's so important for us to share these stories and to. Yeah. To, to hear that we're not alone. I mean, that was so important to me when I first started going to meetings. It's like, I'm not alone. I mm. thought I was the only one. And I thought, man, I had the lucky ticket out of 7.7 billion people on the planet. I was the one guy who struggled with this one thing. And I realized how absurd that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it, it took hearing somebody else share, which is why I always want to be able to share my story and why testimonies are so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. And... Now that you mention it, it's like I started a a Bible study at church. Like, what Grayson was born in October. I started Bible study in January, and I kind of like told the ladies in that group. And all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, I I did. I was so scared when I got pregnant with my second one because my first one was so bad. And like, all these ladies were like sharing like their their you know traumatic stories that they they experience giving birth or having a baby and going through po- their own postpartum depression. So it was like, oh, I was so scared to tell anyone. And yeah. now 
all these people are coming out of the woodwork. Woodwork? Woodwork, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't think we're advocating going and getting a bullhorn and standing on the street corner yeah. just sharing your dirt, but please find somebody, a pastor, a friend, mm-hmm. an accountability partner, a sponsor, and a group. Uh, you know, look up your local Celebrate Recovery and just go to a meeting and you'll find someone in your open share group who's gone through something, if not exactly the same, close Mm -hmm. or similar or can relate. And there's just so much healing and power in that. It's just, I I want that for everybody. I do. I just, that's what I want to give to people is just that, that relief, that release uh, in in Mm -hmm. sharing. It's so so good. I'm so glad that you uh, took the time to do this. And my goodness, this is a long show. We're, <laughs> we're, we're at 35 minutes already, plus the song and everything. So, so I'm going to make a stop here. But this is not going to be Giselle's only show. Um, she's going to be coming back and doing some more shows uh, with me. We're going to have uh, Andrew on. Oh, uh, yes. We're going to be talking on a future show about uh, doing ministry as couples. And uh, with our spouses and the... Uh, Almost the, like working with each other. Yeah, the ups and downs <laughs> of that. But I am so, so tickled that you, uh, we finally got to do this. This was just, uh, this was super fun for me. Um, so I am so honored. I love that you started this with Christina and you're continuing this because if anything, I think it's awesome that people in our community could have a little voice in Ridgecrest. Absolutely. And yeah. around this... Yeah. This goes around the country. I mean, we have a yes. lot of listeners in the Midwest and back East, but we also have like listeners in Europe. Um, so mm-hmm. we're intercontinental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should see your face. You should, I didn't tell her that when, uh, when, when I asked her to be on, but it's yeah. nice because it's just you and me right here in the studio. Yep. Yeah. So what do you think of the studio? Fancy? It's so cozy. I love hanging out here. Yeah. Um, before we go, I just want to remind you of uh, how to get a hold of us here at the show. Um, like I said, if you've got stories that you want to share or if you want to get a hold of Giselle, uh, contact info at messituppodcast.com. You can email me directly at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on um Facebook. We have our Reddit uh, account that uh, we like to talk about things. And I'll probably ask Giselle to do a guest spot on uh, our Reddit account and put up a little uh, blurb about this. Uh, check out the blog, uh, ministerofmocha.com, uh, every Monday morning. And then also, uh, please consider uh, writing a review, giving us a rating on the podcast streaming service that you're using, and then uh, perhaps becoming a patron of the show uh, for, like I said, as little as a dollar a month. If just 100 of you did a dollar a month, that's $100, which would uh, pay for the streaming as well as help get me back and forth to the prison um, to uh, collect these stories uh, that we're collecting from the prison as well. So um, really appreciate you doing that. You can go to messituppodcast.com and click on the become a patron button for that or find us on Patreon. Either way, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, listeners. We love you. It's a new year. There's a a new vision of a new you. I'm just super excited about what's going to come in 2020. Giselle, thank you for your first show. Um, And I'm not going to say goodbye to you because we're going to be doing more shows in the future, uh, but this was a hoot. Yes, a hoot. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next time uh, we mess it up.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>